Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting, fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, here's Terry. All right. You know what, folks? I think we're finally turning the page and seeing summer patterns. We're seeing summer patterns in people's activities. We're seeing summer patterns starting in our game animals. And we're seeing summer patterns in our fishing for this year. They're going to be a little unique this year. There's some good and some bad in all this. You know, we had a lot of snow last year. We had a lot of rain. And we are um, sorry about that. We had a lot of snow. We had a lot of rain. And we are, um, it's changed some things. Some of the lakes were seeing some algae blooms because they had a lot of nutrients run in. Some of the lakes had winter kill last year. We'll talk some about that because of the ice that was on there. A lot of the big game animals were de- were uh, under a lot of stress last winter because of the snow. We're going to cover some of that later today. But one thing that is really taking off and is benefiting, and that's the high country and our mountain fly fishing. And speaking of that, let's go to the phones. And joining us from the Colorado Angler is Andrew Peterson. Good morning, Andrew. Hey, Terry. Good morning. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. What a difference a year makes, huh? Yeah, it's fantastic. It's uh, the problem we have this year is uh, too many choices if you have limited time. Yeah, well, that's a that's not a bad choice. So, not a bad situation to be in. You know, over the last couple of years prior to this, you and I talked on the phone earlier, and you had to be so careful because the low flows and a lot of rivers were actually getting shut down, some voluntarily and some mandatory, and you couldn't fish them and and a lot of them you just shouldn't have fished and even if you could or should the fish weren't responding well but we've had cold flowing water for right up till right now in fact it's just starting to recede and i would think the fish are healthy and ready to go yeah i mean things really are fantastic and you know everybody uh you know locally here we were really chopping at the bits so we we kind of pushed the envelope as far as on high flows and had some great high flow fishing and that was fantastic and now we're kind of settling into that kind of post runoff for lack of a better word but post runoff um you know mid-summer um healthy flows and um and it's great there's some fantastic fishing out there you know one of the things excuse me i like about the summer flows or, you know, this is whether it's lakes, summer fishing bass or the flows in rivers, fishing trout or whatever species or type of fishing, you get a period through the summer of several weeks where you can dial a lot of things in. I mean, the hatch may change on the river. The fish may reposition a little bit, but pretty much you're not chasing them all over the place or chasing changing conditions. And you can really dial in your approach, can't you? Yeah, you know, it gets, it gets, you kind of get into a groove where, you know, most days, you, you know, you see the same kind of patterns on, on a particular river. You know, you get your, your hatches will start about the same time, give or take within, you know, an hour or so. And, and you fish your way through that hatch and the next one starts maybe before that one's over. And you do that throughout the day, and then the next morning you wake up and do it all again. You, it's not as much of a you know um, you know adjustment, if you will, and a, a retooling for the next day. Why don't you take us through some of the rivers you're fishing and tell us what's going on? Okay, 
so there's a lot. Um, so I'm going to start right here uh, for everybody that's familiar with the blue. Every, most people, you know, are about as frustrated with the blue as any river in the state. It is definitely the one that people, we hear the most, uh, you know, feedback on. Man, they're tough out there because that's most of the, like, we haven't had a spill on the blue in over two years. So about 26 months probably since the last spill. And so we had... We have a full pool at Lake Dillon, so the overflow is coming over the top uh, into the Blue River, and that's brought the water temp up into the mid to upper 50s, which is sparking great caddis hatches. There's green drakes and spots on the Blue, which people my age remember those, but not a lot of the younger people have seen a green drake because the river's changed so much in the last you know 10 or 12 years. So, uh, and there are some PMDs, so. The dry fly fishing on the blue has been great. The water has come down to a really manageable level. It's like 220-ish. Um, it looks like this week Denver water started to pull a little bit out of the tunnel, out of the Roberts Tunnel. So um, the water had been in that kind of mid-300s, and it, and it dropped. So the blue is a great weight option right now between Dillon and Green Mountain. Um, to the north, the Colorado is really hitting its prime. We've, we've probably seen some of the best mid-summer fishing on the Colorado uh, in the last, certainly in the last two years uh, that we had those low water, hot water conditions. So um, particularly, you know, um, the Kremlin area down to uh, Catamount, um, we're seeing caddis, PMDs, yellow stallies, um, seeing the rusty spinners late in the day. We're seeing good terrestrial action. The best thing that can happen on the Colorado is if you get a cloud, and that cloud can last eight seconds or 20 minutes, and the dry fly fishing just takes off. So um, so certainly we've seen great action there. I would, I would say flows there are at a good midsummer level, like 1,200 um, at the Kremlin gauge. Um, with, it, it's not atypical, and it's certainly not like it was the last two years. Um, I would say as you get the catamount um, late in the day, we are seeing, a, you know, like temperatures are getting right up there to 66, 68 degrees. So just be aware of that. But, uh, but that's really normal for this time of year. It's not what it was the last couple of years. Um, but certainly two bridges and up, um, you don't have to worry about that at all. Um, and, uh, yeah, and the Eagle, uh, we kind of are, we got a little boost of rain this week, which gave us a couple extra days to float the Eagle. We got a couple boats on it today. Um, that's been fantastic. The wade fishing should continue on that. Um, there is talk that we might get them on soon up here this week, which would maybe keep that running. But the Eagle's been fantastic. Caddis, PMDs, Yellow Sallies, um, which is kind of the thread on most of our rivers. If you, you know, are going on any of these, those those bugs for sure. And then, um, hell, we had boats on the Arkansas this week that saw some really good dry fly fishing. Um, same stuff with some Golden Stones mixed in. And I did a few days on the Roaring Fort this week um, and had some great great fishing out there that's really that's still pushing a little water i mean it's running about 2000 cfs which is a good um kind of early july flow and um and the fishing's good it just um it might still be a little pushy um when you row it but there's i mean there's 
plenty of boats going down, and it's not out of, you know, crazy. We look for it to get under three grand before we really start, you know, doing a lot of client days on it. But uh, so two grand's nice. It's just, you know, it's not, like I said, the last couple of years we've gotten most, uh, gotten used to flows being, you know, substantially lower. So a lot of people have short memories. So just be prepared for a little bit, you know, faster flows than uh, you might have seen the last two years. You know, you mentioned a couple um, a couple things that really hit home with me. Well, one is about the rolling. I want to get to that in a minute because I want to talk about the schools you teach up there. Yeah. You talked about you talked about the green drakes and the terrestrials. And yeah. as I get older, as I get older, those flies because they're bigger and easier to see really start to appeal to me in my old eyes. I love that green drake hatch. Roaring Fork gets a great... When is the Green Drake catch on the Roaring Fork? Do, are, did we miss that, or is that still coming? Yeah, I mean, they're still popping. I mean, it's it's been a weird year for the bugs. Like, you know, one day... So I was on I was on the river late last week, and I had... I came through a good emergence of PMBs, and then, like, the next day I saw two. And so there's tons of caddis around if you shake a bush and the pmds pop kind of day to day in different uh in different um you know numbers um but there are still some green drakes i'm not seeing really any what we call the day drakes from carbondale down right now but there's day drakes above there and then the evening time you'll you'll see another emergence on some stretches of the river um yeah yeah, I had I know a couple guys that they waited uh, the basalt area yesterday. You know, they were kind of up there doing the doing the pan, doing the fork, and and so I talked to them. Um, you know, when I got done, just ran into them at the boat ramp, and they saw they saw Drake's you know through basalt yesterday, kind of um, probably late morning, I'd say eleven ish. So there are good drakes over there right now. And then a kid came in last night on his way to the airport and said they saw a couple of drakes all the way up, you know, at that um, at the Aspen Axis up there. We, you know, like Joffe Park area below the airport. So, so I, th- I think you could find them somewhere along the river, you know, over the course of the day. I think they're probably, you know, in the um, kind of mid river up, you know, above Carbondale is better yeah. daytime. Drake action. Like I said, I love the green drakes because the size of that fly with my old eyes. But oh, another great. thing that I think is another thing I think is going to be really great this year is we've because of the rain we've had a lot of growth. I think the the dry dropper, the hopper dropper, the terrestrial dropper, I think is going to be fantastic. Are you seeing that starting yet? Oh yeah, we've been uh, we've been running you know your your bigger your bigger chub uh, chubby Chernobyl stuff and and hopper stuff. There's a lot of golden stone activity on some of these rivers, so um, you know whether it's for a hopper or golden stone. But yeah, size size eight, size ten chubby, and and running some. You know the nice thing about the heavier water right now is I'm running three x to that dropper and not having to do you know, that god-awful 5 and 6X, you know, so it's great. You can hang on to some more fish that you hook. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're doing a lot of dry dropper stuff. And then as you start to get the fish that are interested in, and whether you see them taking a natural off the water or you start to get more interest in that larger um, Chernobyl, um, then it's a good time to switch over to double dries, focused on whatever hatches are on the river you're on. You know, I've been throwing a lot of, 
smaller attractors like, well, smaller, 12 to 14s in, in some of those patterns, and then behind it running a more uh, hatch-focused imitation, whether it's a caddis or a PMD. Uh, Yellow Sally stuff uh, has been great on, on the Eagle. Um, that's kind of moving upriver. I would say the lower basin on, on the Eagle, the water temps are kind of climbing out of some of those, those hatch ranges, you know, but um, certainly above Eagle, above Walcott, we're still seeing um, good PMDs, good yellow sallies, and, and so throwing those, those adult invitations once you do see fish keen on a dry has been really productive. Before we run out of time, I want to tell people about your operation. Why don't you tell them where your shop is, describe the shop, and then tell us a little bit about your boating course. Yeah, so we're here in Silverthorne. Uh, for those of you guys coming up, you know, from the front range, when you when you get off the interstate, you want to turn left. We're just, just south of the highway. Every, most people are familiar with Blue Moon Bakery, which is right next door, and Sunshine Cafe, which we share a parking lot with. So we're right there. Um, you know, we have a – we kind of focus on – service and you know customer service and fly selection we've got over 1800 bins and and that um and so yeah we kind of fish all over the central part of the state so even if you need good current information don't hesitate to give us a call and we can let you know the hatches and and uh daily cycle on the river where you're heading for timing you know um as far as our our boating course we do one uh we do them in the spring we do them in the fall um, we do a float-based float instructional course um, to teach people how to row for fishing. Um, I'm, I'm hesitant to call it a guide school just because so much of it's focused on the boating. We don't do a lot of, we don't do any walk and wade with it, but we do get people proficient with rowing for fishing. We'll get, uh, in the state of Colorado, if you want to, if you want to guide whether any kind of moving water, you got to have 50 hours of on-the-water instruction with an instru a certified instructor, which we provide. But um, we spend a lot of time on safe, you know, safety, um, navigation, route selection, all that, and then um, how to, you know, target, you know, your rowing approach for successfully fishing from the boat. So. Um, I'd say about half the people that take the class, though, just want to learn how to safely row a boat down the river um, without, you know, sinking it, flipping it, getting themselves into trouble. And, um, yeah, so it's a great course, seven days. We do everything from the first eight CPR to your check ride. Your first commercial ride in Colorado has to have an instructor in the boat, so we even provide that um, on the last day of the, tr of the course. We are out of time, my friend. If people want more information about anything we talked about, how do they find you, Andrew? Well, they can give, me a, they can give us a call here at 970-513-8055. Um, look us, uh, check out our website at the thecoloradoangler.com. And, um, yeah, we'd be happy to give you any information and direction. And let me tell you, the best direction I can give you right now is go now. If you sat on the sidelines the last two years kind of listening to the bad press and uh, you know that don't miss out it's been a great summer so far and i think there's some great fishing ahead all right my friend we'll talk again soon because i think there's going to be a lot to talk about thank you andrew yeah terry have a great day you bet andrew peterson from the colorado angler so it's the colorado i'll post this on our facebook page 
great sources of information. And folks, he's right. Get out there now. We're going to take a time out. When we come back, we're going to take you to one of our state parks and see what's happening there on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan.